I just want to be an ordinary student in a university! Wait, that is not exactly what happened, right? <laughs> Find out the realities on Uni Saga. Hey there guys, what's up? Salam Urdeka. Welcome back with me, Daniel C on Uni Saga. So we are on our second episode of the Merdeka series and joining me here today again in the studio, I am welcoming back our Chief Petty Officer Oliver Cusbert Samuel. Thank you! <laughs> this man of few words but he has got lots in his head. So on this episode, we are gonna talk about your career joining the Navy because last episode we talked about your experiences living through childhood and then you've, you saw your first bomb and you went through a lot of things which also made you join the Navy, am I right? Yeah, I joined the uh, Malayan Naval Force in Singapore in 1952. Mm -hmm. Now, why I joined? Well, I wanted some excitement. And also, uh, when I was in school, I witnessed an ambush, the aftermath of an ambush, which made me very sad indeed. Okay. And, and from then on, a uh, few friends of mine, uh, my group, one of them passed away during service. Okay. And we survived. So we joined and we went for our training, including professional training, everything. It took about 15 months. 15 and then months. after that, we were sent out for training, sea training, to get accustomed to the Navy life. So, what was training like then? Was it really difficult? Training, of course, when you go to sea, life is not, not that easy at sea. Yep, that's you right. have to put up with a lot of sacrifice and, and put up with a lot of the difficulties also. But uh, on the whole, I think at the end of the day, you'll be satisfied. You can't complain because you volunteered, so you have to do your best. So, what did you do as a Navy? Like, what, what did you have to go through? What was life like on a ship? Well, I was uh, in the communication side. Oh, you're on the communication yeah, side. Yeah, so okay. my side was known as radio tactical, and so we did a lot of visual, visual signaling. I see. That's by flags and by light, and other duties also. So that means you didn't have to be on a ship out in the sea. No, we have to be at oh, sea. Be at yeah, sea all the well. time. All the time, you don't do all this on, in harbor. Okay. All these, all these exercises are done at sea. I see. We can do it individually. Or we need a few ships also to carry out exercises. Mm. So during the service out in the sea, was there anything in particular that that, that, that you guys experienced? Like, were there still wars ongoing and everything? Well, in the 50s, there were some, uh, like, uh, the we, we were sort of having our own communist terrorist uh, insurrection. We started in 1948. But then there was also this... French-Indochina war, and then we had the Korean war, and then we had the Vietnam war. Mm -hmm. You see, this was all going on simultaneously. But so, so do, were there like battles and everything? Like how we watch in pirates? <laughs> this was occurring in the other side of Malaya. <laughs> Not on the Malaya side. <laughs> <laughs> on our side, I think we were quite okay. Actually, we are a great nation our armed forces is very strong mm -hmm. and because we got a good government mm -hmm. and uh, we do what we are told and, that, and Malaysia is great. Mm. 
that was that one was during the British occupation. Oh yeah, right? that's under Malaya. That was yeah, during yeah, under Malaya. Yes, that's right. Wait, what consists of the of, of of the civil workers then? Like, do you have a mixed race as well? Oh yeah, when I joined, we, that's why we were known as the Malayan Naval Force. We had Chinese, Indians, Eurasians, uh, Sikhs, and all that inside. Mm. So um, it's quite multiracial yes, already. Yes, yes. And when I joined, I also met. Uh, a lot of Second World War veterans from the uh, Malay section of the Royal Navy because after the uh, Malay section of the Royal Navy was disbanded by the British, then when they opened up Royal, I mean Malayan Naval Force, all these uh, men from the Malay section joined us. They were great men. Uh, they were wonderful people, very helpful, very nice indeed. So speaking of the many people that you met, this also brings me to a thought how did you met your wife during Out in the Sea? That's unkind. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go on a really short break first and we'll come back. Hey there, guys. Welcome back with me, Daniel C. and my very special guest, Oliver. So, yes, earlier we were talking about how did you meet your wife because you were out in the sea so I'm not sure how did that happen unless you guys have a break and then you guys go back to shore or maybe you stop where somewhere yeah you see uh, I was on a ship actually mm-hmm. and uh, we were we went to Penang mm-hmm. uh, you know this was predicted to me a long time ago mm-hmm. but people don't believe uh, <laughs> alright you may have a lot of girlfriends and all that but none of them will be your wife so the one you will suddenly meet and that is the one will be your wife. Yeah. And we have been married for almost 60 years. Yeah. So where does the people go last time? I know, was there a disco? It was an accident actually. It we was met. an accident, yeah. okay. Uh, she was doing something, I happened to be around and we got talking. And what accident was that? Car no, accident or no, like in the market a, and then you just She was doing a sales for the school. What were you doing in that school? No, no, no. She was outside. Oh, she was outside. Okay. Actually, if I remember correctly, uh, it was on the airplane. That is where lots of love sparks Uh, as well. (laughs) She was not the only one there. Oh, she wasn't the only one. (laughs) There were others who were doing the same same sales. Okay. uh, Somehow or other, we clicked. A radiance attracted you from afar. Uh. Yeah, what, yeah. Yes, I suppose so, yeah. So, what was your most memorable or dangerous mission out in the sea? Were there any? Like, do you see any ship sunk or any rescue mission? Yeah, I've seen ship sunk. We did, uh, we did a lot of, uh, we did a lot of patrols and, uh, mm-hmm. of course, we have also, during confrontation, mm-hmm. uh, we happened to come across dead bodies and all that. Uh. Mm-hmm. What was the relationship like among all the races, different races on board? Yeah, on a ship, you're all like a family. Mm -hmm. There's also a saying that people then were more united as compared to today. To my experience, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no talk about race, religion and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as for me, uh, I'm quite happy uh, being with my friends. uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, Even when I was in school, they used to come to my house and... Talk to my mother and have a drink with all my school friends. Huh? Mm. Uh, How long do you guys have to be out in the sea? No, we cannot say because that depends on the command. I you see, see uh, we go. What's out, the longest no? you've been out there, not going home? Two months. Two months. Mm. Okay, two months are longest. Mm. So do you get homesick after that? No, not really. I went before I got married. I was already doing the sea time. <laughs> okay. So it, it, it becomes normal to me, actually. Mm-hmm. All 
Alright, um, so I guess that is pretty much it for the Great Sacrifice from Oliver. Um, we will come back with another episode, which is our final episode, where Oliver himself was the first person to raise the Jalor Gamilang. Dig more onto it next week. Until then, this is Daniel C. Okay, be gone.